Hello and welcome to episode 108 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. And we got a great show for you. I mean, you know, this the season's been crazy mm. through seven weeks. And unfortunately, you know, we lost one of those key cogs. You know, uh, Brees Hall going down to injury, tearing the ACL. You know, he was somebody that was just great for the game. Everybody was, you know, he was that Twitter darling all the way up to the RB1 at this point, you know, in, in recent startups. And it's situations like this where we kind of built the foundation of this podcast, where it's like, we want to hit every angle. We want to tell you about how to do this from a rebuild, what to expect from Brees Hall bouncing back. How to, What do you do on a contending team? Because I have 32 DMs since this injury of like, Dad, what do we do here? Like, everybody wants to know, how do we handle the Brees Hall injury? And John and Mung got the night off. So we, we got the, uh, the young and upcoming crew here. But uh, first, I want to introduce to the show, you know, he was on here a couple weeks ago. Um, feeling much better today. That's at Fantasy Nerd Boy. Mike, how you doing tonight? I'm doing a lot better. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't doing too well. Um, you know, I was a little sick, and then a little sick from all the injuries that are happening around the league and stuff like that. And I then got pretty sick from the Patriots losing to the Bears last night too. So, uh, but I'm I'm pretty about tonight, and um, I'm glad to be on here with both of you, especially Josh. We've been we've been dying to get on the pod together for quite a while, and I'm pretty excited about what we'll talk about tonight. So. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm connecting like long lost brothers here. You know, you guys are in the group chat <laughs> talking all the time. It's just great talking face to face, and really gonna be gonna be hitting on some great stuff tonight. Also, want to welcome back, you know, at at JB Under Shepherd. I said it right this time, Josh. Welcome back to the show. You know, it's great having you back. Hey, man, thank you for having me back. I'm so excited. Great, great show for us tonight. I know it's going to be fun to talk. Mike, both of you guys are Mike's, I guess, but the Mike that's not the dad, you know, in the in the party here, excited to be on with you. And I am not sick of my team losing because my team is on a two-week win streak. Let's go, Commanders. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about. Not going to get that too often. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Yeah. Right, so let, let's jump right into Brees Hall. I mean, Brees Hall, he was the dynasty, you know, Rookie draft 101. Uh, in the most recent DLF, he had supplanted, you know, Jonathan Taylor as the RB1 in startups. Started out fantastic, you know, 5.8 yards per carry, 463 yards, seven 20 plus yard runs, 19 receptions, 218 yards. I mean, the man was doing everything. He's RB7. And if you look at the last three weeks, you know, in the, in the beginning, it was kind of that 50-50 split with him and Michael Carter. And I had been saying in those first couple of weeks, like, this reminded me a lot of Jonathan Taylor, right? Starting out slow, working into the offense, then he was going to explode. Last three weeks, he was averaging 25 points per game and really was almost becoming one of those unattainable assets. Uh, he tears the ACL pretty early in the game. You know, he breaks that long, I believe, 70-yarder. He looks fantastic. And guys, I mean, we have a situation here where you were not going to be able to buy Brees Hall. You know, like this, he was at a spot where it was just going to be completely unobtainable. Now we have him with the the ACL tear. And 
what's your instant reaction to this? You know, like a lot of people are asking because of what happened with J.K. Dobbins, what's happened with some of these other guys with recent ACL tears. We'll start with you, Josh. Like, what is your instant reaction here about feelings of what's going on? I mean, obviously the guy's an absolute stud. You know, he's he's come out there and performed, but instant reaction would just come right to you. Well, you're sad. You're sad for him because uh, he was lighting it up. Um, he really checks all the boxes for what you want um, in a dynasty RB1. You know, explosive workload, uh, pass-catching ability, um, and, and just scoring touchdowns from any part of the field. So you're, you're sad in one sense, but if you're a rebuilding team, like you said, this is your best chance to purchase uh, a Brees Hall. Um, and, and it's actually a great time to purchase, I think, because he's just he just strikes me as even a less risky asset than a mid to late first. Like we're, I know we're going to talk about that a little bit, but we have seen him do it at the NFL level in an, in a, in an offense mm-hmm. that has been led by Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson, who may be worse than Joe Flacco. I mean, the, you know, it's just incredible that he was doing this with this offense. Um, so you're excited from the little, uh, the glimpse you saw sad that it was cut short and then back to being excited for your chance to buy him. Um, and I, I am I am a little bit more optimistic about his ACL injury than some others. And I know Mike will get into that a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, that that's the biggest thing, Mike, is we're looking right here is, can't we trust him? You know, it's week seven. You know, we lost J.K. Dobbins in the past. We lost a lot of guys to ACL tears. How confident are you of like a strong bounce back of Brees Hall, you know, and and how adamantly are you going out there and trying to, to purchase him on teams that are not in that contending mode? Yeah, I mean, the news definitely hit me. I, I think I own him in seven leagues currently. Um, so it was, you know, tough. And then in the, the, gener- the generator in me was like, I have to go send out offers for him and see what I'm, I can get him for. And um, I feel pretty confident about Brees coming back to his original self mid-season next year. You know, I think he's going to come back and start um, immediately. I think day one, I think he's going to be ready to go. I think that's just the way he is. I think that's the player that he is. I think the way that um, his injury played out is very similar to Barkley in the sense that it is just the ACL. Um, And we've seen elite athletes come back from just the ACL in, I mean, not even a full year, you know, we're talking nine months at times. Um, So I feel good that he's going to be back. I think he's going to need some ramping up and some time to get there, but he just turned 21, I think two weeks ago, you know, he's, he's a kid. Um, And uh, I, I think he just has that work ethic and that ability um, to, you know, he's probably already seeing what he needs to do right now you know, the next day just to get it going and, and try to speed this process up um, because he was, he was killing it. He was having a hell of a year and um, he was the RB one in my mind. Um, so it's, it's unfortunate, but it's definitely a good opportunity for these rebuild teams, these teams that are um, punting right now to go get a share of Brees um, for half the, not half the price, but you know, good, a, a, an affordable amount I think as far as you know Brees goes I mean before the injury he was right now the in in one quarterback leagues the number three overall it was Jefferson Chase 
and then it, then it was Brees Hall, you know, and I'm looking at Dynasty Trade Calculator now, and they've moved him down to number nine, you know, and I think, you know, you still have Jonathan Taylor's there, Saquon, McCaffrey, A.J. Brown's moved up, Cooper Cup, and Kenneth Walker has just passed him, you know, so like, that's the interesting situation we're in now, is most people are coming to me and they're like, yo, dad, I'm in a contending team, what do I do? You know, what are some of the moves that I can make? And... Ultimately, I think you got to look at your team. There are so many cheap ways. You know, I think a lot of times we're looking at, well, I should trade Brees for said player, you know, and I think we're still looking at a guy I still have in my top five dynasty running backs. The the value is not going to change a lot. You know, I don't think this is a situation where he's just going to drop and, and fall off. I'm going out there and I'm trying to buy Gus Edwards on the cheap. Gus Edwards up there with two touchdowns. You know, he's a guy that you can probably get for late second, maybe a pair of thirds. The Raheem Mostert, you know, there's so many guys in that kind of mold where you can pick up a a cheap option. But on the flip side, you know, if you're really looking for that contender, the the biggest thing I've been saying is if you are, you know, if you're short of picks, because there's a lot of people, they're all in, they spent their picks, they might have spent their picks to get Brees Hall. I've been advocating trying to go out there and get the guys in that similar type area, right? Um, my one team where I'm trying to, right now I'm four and three. And I was like, all right, I'm going to message the guy because I think I, I don't think my team has what it takes. I'm going to offer him McCaffrey straight up for Brees Hall. He said no, which was very surprising to me because if you're – and that guy was 7-0. and you know. So we're trying to Ooh. look at, in that type of area. Um, so I would definitely – if I have Brees Hall, I'm kicking the tires to the Christian McCaffrey owner because I feel like they're – if they are not in a contending mode, they're going to be trying to offload him. I'm trying to get – I went to the Kenneth Walker owners where I, where I have Brees Hall, and I'm like, you want to do this straight? You know, I'll do Walker for Hall since Hall was slightly ahead. Walker's absolutely blown up the last three weeks. So I was like, why don't I give you a second on top? Still not working, you know. And I know that's one where it's like, if you can get a guy within the same draft class from the 101 to the 102, both guys looking fantastic. I think that is an absolute win for me. DeAndre Swift is a guy that I'm, you know, potentially he's going to be after the bye week. I feel like he comes back out and that would be a guy that's in that same similar tier where you can just you know, DeAndre Swift, again, 23 years old. Uh, Travis Etienne is really blown up. So, I mean, we're seeing a lot of trades where uh, Jordan Fisher from our Smash Accept Patreon, you know, he he made a deal where he got Etienne in a third for Brees Hall. Uh, there's another one here where he got uh, DeAndre Swift even for Brees Hall. So, I mean, I love both of those. If you can stay in that similar age area and you're you're essentially just shifting over, you know, you're not trading back, but you're shifting over. And, you know, Mike, I know you were trying to, you know, talk to the Kenneth Walker owners as well, both on, on both sides of the ball, like trying to acquire Brees Hall, trying to give Brees Hall. And Walker has ascended himself to a, you know, I thought it was crazy after two weeks where he put himself as that, you know, he was going RB6 overall. Now people are moving him into that top five. And it's just that that landscape of the running back position has shifted where three weeks move you from like RB15 to like, you know, right there, RB5. And it's such a volatile position right now. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, how things went when you approached the Walker owners. Yeah, so I have, on my contending teams, I've looked at, um, you know, I've gone down the line of the top the top running backs this year. And I've looked at the owner of Barkley, um, of CMC. Um, I'm looking at Eckler. I'm just looking at everyone's record. And I'm taking mm -hmm. notice of everyone's record. I'm seeing who's contending, who's not. If I see, you know, the CMC owners, whatever, you know, 
under 500 or yeah, I'm going for it and I'm, I'm sending them out. So that's what I did. I went through everyone's roster and then on my rebuild teams, I went um, and I took Brees and I, I tried to ship them out for Walker straight up. I got a no for that. Um, I did, I did go for ETN in um, a second. I think I did. And I might actually go for the third. Just I saw Jordan's offer there and, and I got accepted, but um, it doesn't feel great to, to do that. But No, no. Uh, and that's the trickiest part there is like you have an elite asset. He was the RB1. And it's like, you know, when Jonathan Taylor went down a couple weeks ago, I flipped him, you know, and I, I got really good return on it. But it's like it doesn't feel good trading a guy like Brees Hall. And uh, Josh, I think you and I've talked about this a lot in the past. It's like, you know, especially from Smash 3, that I am literally looking at every roster every week. And you're like, who needs this? Who needs that? And I think this is the time where, as Mike said, you're like, you got to look. If you have Brees Hall and you're five and two, six and one, you know, there's a good chance you're in that spot where you got to start looking at those rosters, look at everybody that's not in that playoff scenario and try to make some offers. Uh, for me, like we, we cover the guys that are in that same age group. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, approaching the Nick Chubb owner, the Joe Mixon, the, the Dalvin Cook. I mean, we're talking about guys in that same area. What kind of value do you think we can get added on top of Brees Hall? Because there is a scenario, we talk about insulated trades all the time, where at least you're getting a, a, you know, a guy that's going to come out there and produce and maybe get a little bit on top of that. So you're still not just win now, but then you get a little bit of, of youth to add to it. Well, the way I see it, I mean, if I could, if I could ship, uh, you know, Nick Chubb or Mixon for Brees Hall straight up, I'm probably doing that. Um, and uh, actually, I am doing that. But the reality is, and the nice thing is, you can hopefully know your league mates and know which ones are a little bit more prone to tilting, know which ones are a little bit more prone to a redraft mentality. Mm -hmm. And for those who have a redraft mentality, Nick Chubb looks insanely valuable right now. Um, especially with the rumor swirling of Kareem Hunt being traded, right? So you yeah. you throw that out there and you say, "Hey, Hunt's about to be traded. Nick Chubb's going to be the you know uh, you know he's going to be not having anything stolen from him. You're going to want to get this. How about this? I send you Nick Chubb and let's just say a three, and you give me Brees Hall in a two, you know, yeah. or something like that, where you're like you you pitch it, and of course it's league dependent. A home league, you might be able to get even more. You know, in a home league, a home league trade example that I was trying to do because, you know, you don't want to really pick everybody's pockets, but people have a, a little bit more of a redraft mentality. Kenneth Walker in a two for Brees Hall in a one, you know, for somebody that uh, if you want, if somebody's really going for it, Kenneth Walker feels really valuable now and in the future. Mm -hmm. He feels more valuable than Brees because of his production now. Uh, and we know we won't feel that way next year, probably, but you take advantage of that immediate gratification. I mean, we as humans love that immediate gratification. So that's that. Those are things that I would do. Mm -hmm. But personally, value wise, I'm trading Chubb and Mixon and all those those guys straight up if I well, can. And I think the biggest thing when I went to the Walker owner, I said, "Listen, I'm, I'll give you I'll give you Brees Hall for Walker straight up, and you have your 23 first right now. You're rebuilding." that locks you up for Bijan. Like you are literally taking the points away, you know, like think to yourself, 
next year, do I want Brees Hall and B. John Robinson or do I want Kenneth Walker and whoever that second pick is? You know, and I, I think the differentiation there sometimes, and we, and we talked about it in the rebuilding podcast. And if you guys didn't listen to it last week, you know, that's been blowing up a lot of, a lot of people really interested in, in that mentality, but you don't want to be stuck there. Like if you're in that bottom half, if you can get a guy like Brees Hall, who is essentially going to catapult you into that one-on-one status and you still get an elite running back, that puts you in a in a fantastic position. Um, the tricky part here is like we're we're trying to move back and trying to add some value. The, the some of the picks, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some of the offers that I've seen out there. I saw, and I'll go with you, Mike. First, I saw Brees Hall for Josh Jacobs in a 24 first. So now you're that. in a situation where you are in a in a scenario where you can still contend, right? Because Josh Jacobs is the RB four, coming off an absolute monster week, you know, with three touchdowns. 24 years old. Josh Jacobs is someone that I want to talk about a little bit because if Josh Jacobs is under contract, I think his his dynasty rank is so much different than where it is right now. You know, he's been that mm-hmm. high end RB two every single year, fringe RB one, depending on what your what you, you know your status is there. What do you think of this potential trade with a 24 first and a guy like Josh Jacobs for Brees Hall? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a smash in my mind. I agree that the only thing that's holding me back from um, putting Jacobs up there in value, dynasty wise, is his contract. Um, the fear of him moving on to a different team and and not having the the usage or the trust or whatever it may be um, to get you know those numbers that he's getting right now. Um, but for this year and to get a pick on top of that. If I'm contending, I'm I'm taking that all day. Um, that's that's more than generous in my mind. Um, I put Brees on the on the block, and the the offers I'm getting are not even close to that right now. So no, uh, and that's where when you have Brees Hall in this situation, you want to put him on the block. You want to let people know because every now and then you get like we talk about. You don't want to tip your hand, but in this type of situation, you're you're not you're not forced to sell. But we're moving in that area where you know, according to DTC, Josh Jacobs hasn't even broken. I mean. Damian Pierce is ranked higher than Josh Jacobs at this point. And if he's under contract and the numbers that he's put up, I mean, that should not even be be close in my estimation. Like if a guy comes to me one for one on that. Um, another situation, I mean, let's talk, Josh. Let's say you know, we're in that Kamara, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, even Aaron Jones area. Someone's, you know, they want to unload that to get Brees Hall. How much are you asking on top of that? I mean, I think... All of these guys have league winning upside, you know, for the rest of the season. What are you trying to get back on top? Because that's the biggest question is like, hey, I'm trying to go get Derrick Henry. Well, let's not do it straight. You know, like we don't need to do it straight up. But what can you expect realistically to get it on top? Because those guys want to win now, you know, and I think if you want those pieces to win now, you're going to have to pay up a little bit. Yeah, it just feels so bad. It you does. Know? And that's why. Um, I do think it's a little bit team dependent. So just, just a note, there are, there are two really two types of contenders. You know, there are the contenders, uh, that are forced into contending because of the age of some centerpiece Mm -hmm. assets and things like that, but their depth might not be very good, but they're just backed into a corner where they need to contend to get the most out of their players. Absolutely. In, In that case, I would be willing to make a move like that. Um, you know, I would seek a 24 one if I could. Um, but there are those contenders that that have the depth to handle it or 
the depth to handle it and make some smaller trades like you alluded to the Gus Edwards, the Mostert's those that would definitely be the route that I prefer. But if I had to, I'm not, I'm not shipping away Brees Hall without one of those guys and a one attached, even if I have to attach a two or a three, I just, I'm going to want some sort of uh, one attached. So if Mm -hmm. it's uh, Brees Hall and a, you know, 24, two for, uh, you know, one of those guys in a 24-1 at the very least. I would just want a one involved mm-hmm. in it. But the Jacobs in the 24-1 sounds awesome. Uh, that would be that would be really good. I am a bit worried, and I think we're rightfully worried about Jacobs next year because the, the free agency class is crazy. Um, and the incoming running backs. I mean, like, that's – it's going to be not enough – too many too many players for not enough jobs. Oh, exa- exactly. And that's why, like – the only person I'm excited about hitting free agency, hopefully, is Saquon, if he does, because he's the only one where I could see a situation change would be better, you know, where I might be like, oh, my goodness, you put him on a different team and, and we're talking about a ceiling that is incapable of fathoming, I guess. But Jacobs is a little bit concerning. But even still, I would just want a one in some way, even if I had to give something back. That's the, that's the only way I'd do it. Otherwise, I'd just suffer with Brees. <laughs> I love it. You know, I think the biggest thing that, and if you guys have been listening to the podcast, I've been screaming this from the rooftops, like get insulation with your running backs. This, the, the dynasty landscape of running backs right now, there was a, we were, I was saying that if I had anybody that I'm trying to get a 23 first and that player, you know, and trying to downgrade a little bit. And I know Mike, you know, you and I were in a league where I had Brees Hall. I took him in the draft, traded him for, a 23 first and Leonard Fournette. And this week I flipped that 23 first for Kenneth Walker. So I got Kenneth Walker and Leonard Fournette for Brees Hall. It's like, and there, there's a lot of same, same league. You know, I had Austin Eckler. I traded Austin Eckler for Mike Evans in a 23 first. And now I've moved that 23 first for AJ Brown. So now I have AJ Brown, who's worth more than Eckler from the beginning. And we talk about these, you know, those year one punts where you want to, you know, build that squad around the wide receivers, around the quarterbacks, because the running backs, yeah, you want to draft them in the draft because, you know, we're not advocating that, hey, don't draft Bijan Robinson 101. He's going to be a difference maker. But if you can make your roster where you can get guys like James Conner, like Leonard Fournette, all these guys at a discount that can really add to your pieces while you're you're building around the Justin Jeffersons, the Jamar Chase, you know, the C D Lamb type players. That's where you really start to, you know, fill in because you can you can sub in, you know, this past week a Chuba Hubbard. You can throw in there, you know, not now, but like a Jeff Wilson or there's so many guys that you could plug in where the wide receiver position isn't quite the same. Um so like Right now, one move that I'm considering, and and I love, 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 love Ramondre Stevenson. If someone came to you and they were offering Ramondre Stevenson in a 23 first for Brees Hall, would you take that? We'll start with you, Mike, because I know you like Mondre as well. Yes. I, I would have to say it depends on where that 21st lies. Um, a late 21st, I don't think so. But, I mean, if it's a mid 21st, I'd probably bite on that. Um, I'm, I'm noticing that I know Harris that just came back. He came back from injury, but I think Rom's got that backfield already unlocked. You know, I don't think there's, yeah. there's going to be a, a split there. I think if at best it's a 70, 30 split, um, and he's getting all the passing work right now. So he's producing and you're going to get that first on the, on the next half to get first. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's worth it. You know, Rom is, I wouldn't say putting up Brees numbers, but he's, he's a solid RB two right now. Um, he's the RB eight overall right now. He's one spot yeah, behind Brees Hall. So you know, like I had to look it up because of the PPR and the points per carry. Like we play, I mean, he's right there. Um, Joshua, you know, like one thing that I'm super into is, you know, let's, let's move off a tier. You know, we were talking about just moving back, but I think there's some guys here where I, I talk with John on the phone. John's been our, you know, our guy when it comes to the 23 first. And, you know, we had said, we had so many analysts come on and say that there were four, maybe five running backs equal to or better than Brees Hall. I still think maybe two right now, he might be the third best running back or, you know, but he's not Bijan, but we're in that area. I think there's a scenario here where you play it out and get some insulation with this, right? So it's not just, like I said, Ramondre Stevenson in a 23 first and that 23 first becomes 106 and you get, you know, you get Tucker, you get a guy like that. Who's going to be another running back in the future. Um, I think guys that you could get a 23 first on top of for that, maybe a, a Leonard Fournette, maybe, you know, James Conner, you get a guy who's going to come in there and put that position because when I was talking to John, he still has Bijan, or I'm sorry, he still has Brees Hall at that 105 range and that's where he's valuing him because he's been studying that class so deep and I feel like if we can get somebody that's in that mid first plus, you know, or even, you know, in that 107, 108 plus, we're getting ourselves in a situation where you're going to still stay relevant with that player and you're going to have the insulation of that first, you know, and and see where things lie. I mean, it is not a bulletproof thing. I love Brees Hall. I think he's going to be fantastic when he comes back. But it is not bulletproof when you tear your ACL. No, it's not bulletproof. We do have to remember, too, that um, no matter how good a class is, a first-round pick is not bulletproof either, you know. And, and the yeah. one, one of the plus sides is that we've seen Brees do it already. And that's a plus side because, you know, we've had busts before in the first round of rookie drafts, you know. Um, but I do agree with the general uh, concept that, um, you know, a 23 first is going to be extremely safe in value. It should only accumulate value. And, mm -hmm. and in a sense, Brees might again as time goes on and those camp hype videos start to come out to show you his progress and his and, and all of those things. But um, I would probably want somebody that I felt a little bit better about their um their impact for a for a contender so like mm -hmm. fournette fournette has been on and off and the bucks look out of sorts brady looks out of sorts i'm not i don't know if i make that move just because i think i might be able to get something or I might try for something better james connor possibly he's just kind of injured right um, and but it like, was throwing names out there where it's like you know it, there's a guy that's going to give you production and yeah. then you have that 23 first where if you lose another player, you have a, that opportunity to buy. And I think there's a lot of a lot of play there for sure, you know, where we can make some of those moves. Like the the trade that was sent in by Mendel Levertov. Hopefully I pronounced that right. But he said, <laughs> you know what? He's He said, I, I listened to the last Rebuild pod. I'm tanking right now, which we prefer, uh, you know, productive struggle or, you know, doing those things. But he said he's tanking. He has 323 firsts. He, right now, he was like, hey, I have A.J. Brown. Should I trade him straight up for Brees Hall? I said, no, I think you can get more. You know, like you're going to go and you're going to you're going to add Brees Hall. Brees Hall is going to make sure your first is the one on one. He did it. He you know, he went back to him and he ended up getting um, 
he actually ended up getting, you know, Nico Collins thrown in there. Mike, that's our guy. You know, we're, we're still waiting it's, for Nico it's season. It's a miss. We're, yeah. I'll wait. It's all right. You know, it's not quite there yet. Yeah. But it's I'm like, not take that L yet. I'm not we that talk L about yet. I'm the win. rebuild process and it's always get an add-on. You know, even if you think it's fair, you know, even if it's in that right area, always try to get an add-on. And I, I kind of like this. I mean, right now, Twitter has it 54-45, but this feels like a scenario where the guy who has Brees Hall, and we, we've been talking running back to running back, but depending on what your roster is, I mean, A.J. Brown is balling right now. You know, A.J. Brown is a, a nice centerpiece for that guy, and Brees Hall gives him that upside and then maybe moves him from, you know, 104 where he might get Gibbs or, or Stroud to the 101 where he gets Bijan. Sounds like a win-win. I, I love this trade, you know, and I think – based on the scenario that he is rebuilding and he's trying to tear it down. This is the kind of move that, you know, I'm all for making. Twitter has it 54-46. If they come to you, which side do you guys favor in there? A.J. Brown or Bijan? I keep saying Bijan. I, I got him on my mind, you know. Like, I keep talking 23 first all the time. But Brees Hall or A.J. Brown, if you had to choose today, are either of you guys taking Hall over Brown? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take Hall um, if I'm in a productive struggle. I'm taking Hall all day. You're you're taking off, you know, 20 points or so um, a week off of your team, you know, just just with that trade alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it makes that's that makes the most sense, you know. I'm gonna have that have Breeze for next year. I'm gonna have a better first with that trade, and um, I think on a on a I think actually on a contending team, I would take AJ for Breeze straight up. So even. <laughs> Even that, I, I like it, Josh. You know, in Smash Three, I traded AJ Brown for, or I started traded Brees Hall when he was the one hundred and one for AJ Brown. Then flipped AJ Brown. Now I went back to him. Now that Brees was out, and I was like, "Hey, you want to do this?" Like he, I'm trying to flip it back here. Are you taking Brown or Brees Hall if we're talking even up? Yeah, just to make sure I heard that right, um, Mike. You're saying contender or rebuild? You'd take Hall. I would. Oh no, I think no. we. No, no, so, he was saying so. If rebuild, I'm contending. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm contending, I'm taking, I'm taking AJ Brown all day. Okay. Um, okay. I, I, said, I, I said I, I would actually trade. I wouldn't even need a plus on top of that. If I'm contending, okay. I'll just take AJ Brown and I'll be happy with that. Yeah. I was just gonna, I, I was, I was just making sure I heard that right. Cause, uh, cause I agree. I think that I, I have a little bit, um, I, I know we're going to talk about this at some point tonight, but I do like the idea of trading Reese for an impact receiver that has long-term upside, like long-term dynasty value as well, because of the safety uh, of the position. Yeah. You know, and either, either rebuild or, you know, like we, we, we don't talk a lot about that philosophy, but if you can add something to Brees Hall to get Justin Jefferson, to get Jamar Chase, or you can do it and get CD lamb, or you can get AJ Brown. I mean, there's so many guys there. Josh, that's the biggest debate right now on Twitter is people talking about they don't trust the running back position. Like they don't want to invest in that running back position. And and it at least ha- makes you think a little bit. Yeah, well, I think that as much as you, uh, to be honest, there's really like, there's, there's only a few safe assets for, um, for a rebuild or for a, you know, productive struggle. And those are usually you know, draft picks, mm-hmm. injured players because they can't get injured again, you know, yeah. or at least can't get injured while they're injured unless you're Michael Thomas or you can or um, wide receivers usually, 
you know? And so that's when I'm doing these long-term plays in the off season or for rebuilds, I'm accumulating those wideouts. I'm accumulating those picks. I'm accumulating all the safe assets I can. Reese becomes a great target because he's injured. You're hoping that he can't get re-injured again. And so that by the time you want his peak to happen, it happens, you know, when, when you're, when you're ready to reload uh, and, and all those things. So, yeah. So to answer the question, I'm sorry to be so long winded with that, but yeah. No, AJ, it was great. That was a great point, man. Well, AJ Brown does feel, you know, uh, like a, like a strong move for a contender. And he, he kind of feels, I know this is in an AJ Brown uh, section and I don't like the Eagles, sorry, but you know, it kind of feels like acquiring digs pre Josh Allen Ascension, mm-hmm. right? You know, where or like during those first few games, because I think what we're seeing is the Eagles becoming one of those offenses that is mentioned as one of these high powered offenses every year. And you're just like we want digs right now because of his association with with Allen and the Bills. I think AJ Brown stuck with the Eagles for a while. I just think he's as pretty much as safe as they come. I know he's what, 24, 25. But he's, he's under contract for, you know, for quite a few more years. I feel yeah. very comfortable about acquiring him um, for for Hall if I can. I was the biggest stands before Jefferson. Like, A.J. Brown was going to be that wide receiver one overall. He had a couple injuries where, you know, that, that wasn't in play. I'm going to say a wide receiver here, and I will start with you, Mike. If, if someone comes to you straight up, you know, you have Hall, and they offer you T. Higgins. Smash or pass? <sighs> Don't do it, Mike. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna pass. Higgins, <laughs> Higgins straight up. Give me a second. I think I actually want a second on top of Higgins. I don't know. I'm I, going I similar way. type values. Just smash a pass on it. Jalen Waddle, Josh. What do you think? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'd be willing to do that. I think I like Jalen Waddle better than T. Higgins. Yeah. Michael hmm. Pittman is very in that same area. What do you think there? I don't me? know who you're asking. Oh, don't just I'm throw it out pass. there, man. Pass. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would pass as well. So I feel like that's that area. T. Higgins is borderline. Jalen Waddle, the guys underneath them, Pittman, Debo, Drake London. I don't see any scenario there where I'm doing that even. Um, yeah. The next trade sent in from Lenny AM3, and this one is, woo! I hope you're on this side here. But it's Jonathan Taylor versus Brees Hall and Javante Williams. This is what we call an absolute smash accept. Like, I'm assuming this team is is rebuilding or, you know, if that, the guy that's buying Jonathan Taylor, he must have some loan sharks after him for some money and he's got to go all in. Like, that is a boatload of value here. And we, we're all going to agree it's Hall and Javante Williams. But, Josh, the biggest thing is Brees Hall tears his ACL and we're talking, you know, he's dropped from, what, three overall to nine. Javante Williams goes, you know, tears his ACL and, and we have a guy who has gone from, you know, RB four, five to now like in that 15 range in a lot of people's estimation, maybe lower. Um, talk to me a little bit about what you've seen on that. And if you feel like that's fair evaluation. Well, uh, you know, uh, Mike had a great uh, comp earlier about, you know, how Javante's injury is, is much more like Dobbins injury and, you know, um, Hall's was much more like Saquon's. Um, so I guess it is a little bit warranted based on the severity of the injury. Um, however, the premise that Javante is going to come back to a committee, I think, is only valid 
because he's working his way back from an injury. Mm -hmm. uh, Melvin Gordon is, he's almost gone and he's already, he's still on the team and he feels gone, you know? And, and so I don't, I don't know if maybe, and maybe Hackett's gone, but Javante, when he's back and healthy, it is just gonna, is just gonna eat. I think Hall eats sooner, but it's, but that's why like a trade like this with JT involved. I mean, I have my dynasty rankings for, for running backs. I, JT, you know, is only going to be probably one spot ahead of Hall going into 2023, if that. You know, I don't know. I think JT is one of those uh, one of those assets like Swift, and maybe it's because this the running back position scaring me. But I would really consider what you can get for JT and Swift right now, uh, because their values are so high. In fact, they're inflated even more uh, because they're like some of the last elite guys standing. But are we really excited about? Sam Ellinger, however you say his name, leading the Colts. Are we really excited about, uh, you know, Jamison Williams coming back for the Lions and how they were using Swift already and Jamal Jamal Williams? You know, uh, just I guess I, I'm I'm a little bit concerned um, with 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 those types of assets. So I love the trade, love the trade from that perspective. I hope he really got those those two guys. And with with Jonathan Taylor, like the thing that I'm looking at is. He had one good week. You know, this week he, he bounced back seven receptions. You know, in, in a PPC league, he was at like 19 points. I feel like now is not the perfect time to sell Taylor or Swift. You know, especially not Swift because he's been out there for a while. But I understand what you're saying is like trade back, get some insulation with that. I think, can, can Ellinger really be worse than what we've seen from Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan just looks like a shell of himself. You know, it's like hopefully the offensive line gets put back together. I'm still believing in Jonathan Taylor, but I understand what you're saying. Josh, if you had to say right now, who are your top five dynasty running backs in order? Well, I have them broken up into, you know, my current dynasty value top five right now, yeah. and then my top five going into 2023. But currently I have it JT, Saquon, Kenneth Walker, Swift and Hall. And I still have Hall in the top five, even injured. Yeah. You know, so like CMC, you know, you know, is behind that, obviously. Travis Etienne, you know, in our segment that will eventually debut. I'm kind of getting a little scared of Etienne. I know I'm a little worried people are going to go too crazy that James Robinson is gone. I don't know if I believe yet. But um, all that to say, those are my top five. Um, and Hall's still in the top five being injured. And How's that list sound to you, Mike? Because that's that's pretty much the same as mine, except and and Josh, we talked about it, but my my RB one is Bijan Robinson. So you know, like I know we're talking about now, and I'd always do it based off of value. But that one hundred and one, I have above Jonathan Taylor at this point. I have Taylor two, Saquon three, I have Swift four, and Hall five. But Walker and Hall, I have a, like right there, right? Like that's interchangeable based on what your team looks like. How does that sit with you? Yeah, it feels good. Um, I recovered a lot right there. So Josh, Josh was just firing away. So, I mean, JT, I think actually benefits from the QB change. If anything, I don't think Matt Ryan was doing him any favors there. So even, even with the unproven quarterback, I think he's going to get a lot of check downs. He's going to get a lot of looks. He's going to rely on JT a lot. So I think right. that's actually gonna be a good thing for him. Well, and that's what we saw with that. Bailey Zapp, right? Like Bailey Zapp dumping off to Stevenson added eight to 10 points, you know, and if we can get that out yeah. of Taylor, that would be huge. But I, I like that list uh, being as the one as well. Um, if we're not, if we're not doing um, the, you know, the next draft class, I, I think that's pretty spot on. Um, I might actually swap Barkley 
and and JT at this point, to be honest. Um, but other than that, it seems pretty good. I, I feel good about ETN. Um, I, I do want to see what his usage is, if he's going to step into that workhorse role or if he's – I don't know. I don't know his what His frame, do, I don't think – Lens to the bell cow. That's a guy that we've been touting as a breakout, and we've talked a ton in the Smash Except Patreon. It was a guy that months ago that I was touting as that running back that was going to break out. And it's for him, I mean, James Robinson is is leaving, is big time. Um, you know, but who's that next guy that gets involved there? I mean, I'm starting to I that's one thing I always do is try to look at the next guy up. And the only active running back on there is Jamichael Hasty. I'm looking at Snoop Connor. Maybe he's more of that same James Robinson goal line back. But Travis Etienne, you know, his frame and his usage isn't a twenty five touch type running back, you know. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how that breaks down there. I, I would I would be worried if he starts carrying the ball 25 times a game. You know, there's me, someone else. Is gonna my, have to. Let me give you my anti ETN argument. Let's do it. Okay. James Robinson basically was off the team this past week anyway. Right. You know, he, he was, if you look at the stat line, he got what zero fantasy points had hardly any touches mm-hmm. at all. So I, I just view him as off the team already. You know, my one, the big concern and the upside, cause I, I would want if, if you're not, if you don't profile as a workhorse like ETN doesn't, I think your ideal comp, ideal comp is a Camara type. Mm-hmm. The downside is they're not like what we were really hoping for from Trevor Lawrence was that he would have that connection with these, these dump offs with mm-hmm. ETN. ETN this past game had one reception. They're targeting him. And it, they're not. They're not like they've had flashes where they're targeting him. I'm just a little concerned about his targets, which makes it kind of a touchdown dependent play. And if he's not getting uh, the targets and he's not getting the workhorse role. That's just why I'm a little concerned. And to, to clarify, because you both made made the point, and I just want to clarify, Bijan Robinson is the clear 101. I was just ranking um, oh, running sure. backs who are in the league already. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, absolutely. And JT, I'm I'm interested to see. You guys make good points about Matt Ryan being terrible. I agree, but I almost wonder if that's going to lead to less receptions. We'll see. I guess Matt Ryan can't even throw the ball but five yards. <laughs> ETN is a guy that, you know, right now he he is second in the league in in yards per carry, only behind Khalil Herbert who I absolutely love. Like we are in, you know, and that's another guy we talk about, we want to replace Brees Hall. You you go after the Khalil Herbert type guys, the guys that when they're going to get an opportunity are going to ball out, maybe a Tony Pollard, you know, a guy that's going to be in that situation. Khalil Herbert has looked phenomenal. But but ETN, I mean, you look at 415 yards, 6.1 yards per carry. You know, if we add the volume in their passing, and I understand, you know, that to that point of being like a Kamara, but he's been running fantastic. I mean, it, you know, and I think yeah. we're looking at rest of schedule. He's he's a back end, maybe eight to ten running back where you can buy him, you know, and, and if you can get a little bit added on top and get him for Hall, I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, and I think that's a scenario we might be able to buy into. Let's go over to the Jets now. I mean, we went from, okay, Michael Carter was going to be the guy, right? There's no way the Jets were going to draft a running back. Jets take Brees Hall. They're like, we don't necessarily trust Michael Carter. Michael Carter comes out. He's the starter, you know, and he ends up playing pretty well. I mean, you know, Michael Carter led led the league in juke rate last year. He's a solid running back in his own mind, but because of right now he's sitting in there at, you know, he's RB32. 
Um, 3.5 yards per carry, 20 receptions, which is nice. I think that's the part of him that is going to be important. And he almost kind of falls into where Etienne was. I mean, I almost see James Robinson being that, getting that first and second down and maybe some goal line. Michael Carter might be in that second and third down, getting a lot more receptions. How do you guys see this backfield breaking down? I mean, we'll start with you, Mike, but it's people were going out there buying Michael Carter, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, they traded for James Robinson, right? So, I mean, we can't discount that. For me personally, I'm buying Carter, selling Robinson, you know, on any kind of scenario I can there because I, I just I think Michael Carter is going to be a better play personally. Hmm. Yeah, I – I might agree with that in PPR settings. He just has a, a pretty small frame. I think he's 5'8", 5'8", 5'9", maybe. Um, he's not a big guy, so I could see Robinson taking all the goal line work away. Um, I think he's probably going to get every goal line touch. And like you said, first and second down. And then I think Carter's going to get all the catch, ca- catches. And um, he might I, – I would say Robinson's probably an RB – a back end RB two, mm-hmm. and I would I would say Carter probably I N three. I think I think Robinson's actually going to be the back to own, um, but not by much. I think they're going to be really close. I think it's going to be you know neck and neck as far as value goes this year. But yeah, I mean, you're Josh. You're looking at both guys. I mean, Robinson three hundred forty yards, three touchdowns, four point two yards per carry. Not super involved in the receiving game with just nine receptions. Carter, you know, 228 yards rushing, two touchdowns, 3.5 yards per carry. Super involved with 20 receptions and 151 yards. Um, You know, it's an interesting situation, but talk to me about, you know, if you're in that same boat as Mike and I where, you know, you you might be buying in this area. And then on, on the flip side, what kind of cost do you think these guys carry? I mean, are you willing to pay a 23 or a 24 second for either of them? Before I answer that, I just want to remind the listeners just to just to shout out to you both um, about why it's good to listen to the pod year round, because not too long ago was I hearing you both hype up certain players that we're talking about on this pod that carry so much more valuable, so much more value than they did months ago. Players like Ramondre Stevenson. I've been hearing Mike talk about him forever. And dad, I know it's been your guy for a long time. I mean, it, the, the writing was on the wall for those who got in are enjoying that. Now guys like ETN, we're even talking about yeah. like guys that are in the top seven or eight of dine. Like who would have thought that, but you got, you guys were on it, you know, Khalil Herbert, Mike, you've been talking about him forever. Kind of got me on the Khalil Herbert train guy to watch for next year, you know, and then AJ Brown, you guys both did not fall for the going to the Eagles as a down is a downside, you know, downgrade. Y'all were both in. So just a reminder that the guys that we're talking about now, you guys have been talking about them for a long time. So props to you. Even though you didn't hit on Nico yet, you guys have a lot of wins, you know? Yeah. So so great job <laughs> to you both. Now let me answer the question and tell me and tell you why I, I think it's slightly differently about Michael Carter, though, um, and J-Rob. To be honest, without Joe Flacco, I don't have much interest in either of these guys for um, for any sort of capital. Um, Brees Hall is the type of guy where I thought, okay, he can overcome the Jets offense like we saw with this awesome run. I mean, he was just so dynamic. And to be fair, Michael Carter was had some touchdowns that he vultured from Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall, I think it, I can't remember the week it was, but Brees Hall had these two dominant r- runs that got and him down. Carter to got those two one-yard, yep. And yeah. Michael Carter comes in and vultures that. So his, So my point is his fantasy points – 
are, are directly correlated to Brees Hall getting him there. You know, do I think that Jay, I, I just think it's a little bit Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson esque that I just don't think you're going to be very excited to start either one. You're meaning uh, they're going to vulture each other, yeah, you know, and just kind of eat into each other. Into each other. For PPR, I think you guys made a good point. I'd rather have Michael Carter. I think they're familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Um, on the on the flip side, James Robinson is a free agent after this year, so they could just run him into the ground and not care at all. So, right. uh, and there's so, also that scenario here where Brees Hall's injury doesn't feel like he's going to be back right away, and they keep him yeah. as well. You know, so that yeah. that kind of that makes things a little bit trickier. I read that today, and I'm like, ooh, I don't like that. You know, I and mean, I think both of these guys to me, fall as high-end RB3s. I mean, Carter was a guy, seven-point yards per reception. Like, he's a great guy for the dump-offs. And the Jets, you know, they were, they're overachieving a little bit in my estimation. You know, the teams that Mm -hmm. they've played, the quarterback situations that they've gone against, they're going to have to go against Buffalo multiple times. They're going to have to go against New England a couple of times. You know, they're going to have some tougher sledding here in the next couple of months where I think, you know, he's going to excel in that particular format and try to go in and, and see where they're at. But... I would be comfortable giving a 24 second for either. I'm not comfortable giving a 23 second for either. Is that fair estimation mm-hmm. to you guys? Yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's more than fair. Yeah, you know, and, yeah, and it, I don't we, think that so I don't think really has a value of 24 seconds. Um, it's it, you know, I think you know, in smash leagues and stuff like that, people know the value of a 24 second. But you know, I throw that out there, and and I get a lot of you know, I need, I need more. I don't know what that is. And, um, it's, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I would, I wouldn't pay anything more than a 24 second. And we we always talk about that. And we've been is like, you can't get a 23 first. Let's just be honest. They're hard, hard to come by right now. 24 first, on the other hand, they're still way too cheap. Like they are too cheap in trades because that class is going to be fantastic. Speaking of 23 first, and I've already alluded to it. You know, buying Kenneth Walker, I believe I gave a 23 first, a 24 second, and I got, was it, I don't know, there was someone thrown back in my way. Um, what are we willing to pay for Kenneth Walker? Because I feel like the biggest thing I'm getting right now is, you know, if there's that team, I've been looking at teams and I I was like, okay, they have Kenneth Walker and they're 0 and 7 or they're 1 and 6. And I'm like, I'm trying to really go to them and just say, hey, if I give you a 23, mid 23 first and player X or, you know, an injured player here in this situation. I mean, are you guys seeing Kenneth Walker being traded anywhere? Because I am actively, I've been trying to do it. I've had him as the 102 since day one on this. I wanted him, didn't get him anywhere, but now it's like, it's almost to a point where I'm buying high, but this guy looks phenomenal, Mike. Yeah. I, um, I offered Swift for Kenneth Walker straight up the other day and I got declined actually. So yeah. That was something that I I thought it was a slam dunk for him. Yeah, um, but that's how it goes. Um, I mean, I did. I own a lot of Ken. Sorry, I own yeah, a lot ahead. of Kenneth Walker. I own. Uh, I think I, I have him in s- seven leagues right now. Um, and I did. I sold Walker before his you know his little his breakout there. I sold him. It was Deontay in a first for Walker in a second. So I actually I I took the Deontay at first side. Um, the first does look like it's pretty high right now. So I'm okay with that trade still to this day, but, um, I don't, I'm not seeing one trade. Actually, I saw you trade for him in smash set. I was pumped. Seven. 
Yeah. Got, that yeah. was the one where, That's and we one. talk about the insulation, but I, I traded in the startup to get three extra first, you know, and I made that deal with you, uh, to get, to get Saquon. I made the deal with, with, uh, Chris to get Kenneth Walker. And I made the deal with Austin to get AJ Brown. And it's like, we can't advocate enough. And I know you've nailed it. And, and, and Josh, you tried your first like year one punt and it's just, it's so much fun and you get so much, you know, extra value with those picks where you can just, just insulate and buy when you need to. Since we got a couple minutes, I'm going to play a little smash Smash, stash, or trash. Okay, so smash is the guy that that you're trading. Stash is the guy that you're keeping. Trash is the guy that you're cutting. And since we said Kenneth Walker, I'm going to make this really difficult right off the bat. And I'm going to make it Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, and DeAndre Swift. We'll go to you first, Josh. So stash is the guy that you're keeping. Smash is the guy that you're trading. Trash is the guy that you're cutting out of that group. Say the third one, it was Brees Hall. Kenneth Walker, DeAndre Swift, and Brees Hall. Oh, DeAndre Swift can be right off my team. He's going to be. If if DeAndre Swift was a a variation of an Oreo, what would what would DeAndre Swift be for you? He would absolutely be an off-brand Oreo. Not because of the talent. This is you don't have to be. You know, this is what it sounds like. I don't like the guy. I, I like the guy. I have no personal beef with DeAndre Swift. I have a beef with Dan Campbell because Dan Campbell lets Jamal Williams come in and score all the touchdowns, and then they've got all these weapons that. Jared Goff or whoever is going to throw throw to all the time. And I guess I am blaming Swift a little bit. He's just injured all the time, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, so yes, I think he is a sell. You can wait a week if you want, wait for his, him to have his one healthy week and then he'll get injured again. Just make sure you sell during the one healthy week. Anyway, back to what you were saying. Yes. DeAndre Swift can be, uh, you know, trashed because I just am worried. Uh, the, the, I would absolutely say we smash Kenneth Walker because I think he appeals to more teams. Kenneth Walker can appeal to a rebuild. Kenneth Walker can appeal to a contender. So you're just going to get more opportunity to sell for a nice high price because he's contributing now and a great asset for the future, which means stashing. I think if, you know, all things considered, not knowing what, you know, what I'm doing, punting or not, um, I want to stash Brees Hall because he's just awesome. I like it. Let's move on to, uh, we're going to kind of hit your feels button here a little bit as well. We're going to go with Joe Mixon. Travis Etienne or Javante Williams? We're going over to you, nerd boy. Um, all right, so we got Mixon, Etienne, and um, you said Javante. All right, I am going to. Oh, I got to trash Javante. I, I love Javante, um, but I. We touched on it a little bit before that his value is so much lower than Brees's. besides the actual injury itself being more um, severe. But the fact that he's kind of come into the league and has been a, a split backfield mm-hmm. from day one, as you know, Brees took over the, the workhorse role. And um, I don't know what he's going to be when he gets back. So I guess I'm getting rid of Javante. Um, I am... I'm gonna stash. Uh, I'm gonna stash Etn, and I'm gonna smash Mixon. I'm for it. The biggest thing I gotta say with Javante Williams is, if you guys are rebuilding or retooling, this is too cheap for me right now. You know, like I feel like I am going out there. 
Melvin Gordon's gone. Like, we know that, right? And who's there? Mike Boone, Latavius Murray. I mean, yeah, they might draft another running back. They might get into that situation. But where, what, what draft picks does Denver have after the Russell Wilson trade? You know, like they yeah. are not deep in picks. I think Javante Williams is going to bounce back fine. And I feel like if you can get a situation where you get, you give Joe Mixon and you're a rebuilding team and you give Joe Mixon plus for Javante Williams, you have an opportunity where you can definitely win, where, you know, be that, use that where it's like, hey, this guy wants to compete, right? And you give up, you get Javante Williams in his first for Joe Mixon in your second. And next thing you know, he loses four, five, six games in a row. And now that becomes the 108 and you win big time. You know, and that's just a little bit, yeah. your, your analysis was right on. Josh, I'm going to hit you here with a couple guys that, you know, and you guys have been joking about the Oreo thing. That's something that you guys started up in the, in the Patreon. So I'll let you talk about that a little bit if you want. But we're going to talk Damian Pierce, Josh Jacobs, or Najee Harris. Three guys I know oh, you love. boy. <laughs> Yeah. Say the second one again. I threw well, up Damian, go, Damian Pierce, Josh uh-huh. Jacobs, and Najee Harris. Three of your faves. And they're all pretty much the exact same value when it comes to Dynasty right now. Isn't that crazy? Right. Wow. All, all three of them are lined up next to each other. That is disgusting. That's why we <laughs> talk about insulated trades where you could have got two twenty-three first for Najee Harris and probably Damian Pierce. You know, like in the in the rookie draft, Damian Pierce was a mid-second, you know, and you, the, the running back position is so volatile. That's the biggest thing to take away from this is like insulate where you can and get that. But go ahead. I'm, I'm going to hit you up with this one. This one's tough. Yeah, just to, and just to give the people some context so they're not like, what are these weird guys talking about Oreos for? You know, <laughs> like, so Mike, Fantasy Nerd Boy, and I are kind of go by the the Oreo bros because for, for a while there, the smash except <laughs> – uh, Patreon, which come join us, super fun, uh, and you'll learn a lot. You can be ahead of uh, on a lot of these players right now if you were in it. Um, but uh, but we would go through this little section of, hey, this player, are they a real Oreo, like legit name brand Oreo, or are they off brand, like the Great Value nastiness or the you know whatever on the shelf, <laughs> the so cream betweens. Where, yeah, so that's where this comes from, <laughs> which is which is uh, appropriate for this off brand question because this is awful. Uh, <laughs> Here's Jacobs and Najee. I could have put an Antonio Gibson in there. That would have made it even oh, grosser. Yeah, that, that no, go ahead. Me, that would have just made me sad. Um, so I just saw Damian Pierce go the other day for a 24-1, a 23-2 plus. And wow. I was just like, oh, my goodness. And this was in a 16-team league. Um, and and I, I, was just, I was just blown away um, at that. I think he's, he's fool's gold to me, but he does carry value because he's – He's a rookie that is producing now and is young. Um, so I don't really know where to go with this. I guess out, out of the – for trade value, Najee is free-falling. Um, I don't think he's the one to smash because uh, I was I felt lucky. I traded Najee and, uh, and Pacheco for Kenneth Walker the other last week. If and, you look and, at this, if, you, if someone came to you and literally offered you Najee Harris for Damian Pierce, I feel like – I mean, the offense is struggling completely, but that's just insane to me. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and that, especially in smash leagues where it's point per carry, you know, both both of them carry some weight. But but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I would like Najee. I don't think it's it's totally his fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this particular segment, I guess he's I, I can't I can't trash any of the other guys, I guess. So I guess Najee Harris, I'm sorry. I love you. But 
you're, I'm going to trash Najee in this scenario based upon his value. Uh, Josh Jacobs, um, I would keep. So I guess I would trade, uh, I guess, smash uh, Damian Pierce for his value because I don't believe Josh Jacobs, I believe, is talented. I think he gets re-signed by the Raiders or franchise tagged or whatever. So I, I think he'll be back, and I guess I'm keeping him. I like it. I like it. Guys, this has been a fantastic show. You know, hopefully we gave you guys enough information on Brees Hall. I feel like we hit it from every angle, but send us your rosters. Like I said, I got 32 of them already, and that was from Sunday. You know, just send them. I'll evaluate it for you. I'll check it out for you. I know these guys will as well, um, and just give you the best advice that we can, you know, and I... After last week's pod, I said that to you guys. I said, send it to me, and I will literally, I might tell you it's trash. I might tell you it is a Hydrox cookie. You know, like I might tell you it's not what it is, but I'm going to give you an honest evaluation and try to form it in the right way. And I mean, some of the trades that we worked out are, are at, in the past week, a couple guys that sent over, you know, they, they, they went into a rebuild and they made some fantastic trades, just getting a second set of eyes on it. Um, Guys, thanks again for coming on. Why don't you tell everybody what your handles are? So, you know, you guys you guys should definitely be following these guys. Super active. They're in the Patreon. They're out there, you know, putting out threads, putting out values. Definitely some guys, part of the Smash crew, you should definitely be following. So, Josh, why don't you tell everybody where they, they can find you? And uh, one player we haven't mentioned today that you're buying. Uh, well, you can find me um, at JB under Shepherd. Um, and just want to say as, as just a note, just to remind those listening, these are good guys, uh, both mics here, uh, but uh, just the whole crew, uh, Smash Accept crew, we'd love for you to be a part of the Patreon. They care more about your personal life than even your, your fantasy life. So just to give a shout out to these guys, and I know it's been a tough road for me lately, but I appreciate you guys. appreciate the Smash Accept crew. Um, so a guy I'm buying uh, actually is Jalen Waddle. I, I know he's been mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, I, I guess it, I don't really think it counts as a mention, but I just think people are kind of forgetting because of Tua being injured for a little bit, Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, all these things. But Waddle is about to just start eating again. And uh, I think there's been a little bit of lull in the market. T. Higgins, you named earlier. Pittman, you named earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys, I'm moving for him. I like it. And Mike, thanks again for coming on. Tell everybody where they can find you and also a player that you're buying right now. Yeah, you can um, you can find me on Twitter at NerdBoyTakes. Um, yeah, give me a follow. And my DMs are always open for anybody that has questions or comments or anything about their, their fantasy roster. Um, a guy that I am buying right now, I'm buying Mac Jones right now. and Can't be cheaper, right? That's <laughs> Yeah, well, Mac Jones is—he's dirt cheap right now. I do not have—I don't have the confidence that Zappy's taking that job. You know, I think um, he Mac's not fully um, healthy right now, and I don't know. I don't know that. I think it was handled poorly by the Patriots. I'm not sure where they go totally. from here, but Max Max going somewhere. He's going to start somewhere. And he's he's not a he's not a scrum. He was a bowler this year, so um, he he has the the talent. He just has to you know be instilled that confidence. And um, he, like I said, it can't be can't be any cheaper right now. So two guys I'm buying on the cheap, just based off of the opposite of recency bias. 
I am buying James Conner's coming back likely this week. I'm buying Eno Benjamin because James Conner is sometimes made of paper mache, you know, and Eno Benjamin showed that he's running for 4.6 yards per carry. He came out and put up 25 points, fantasy points this week. And now it's going to be, oh, well, James Conner's back. Nothing there. The other guy is I'm buying Jeff Wilson for nothing. Because Christian McCaffrey, again, Jeff Wilson has, he's the RB23. Christian McCaffrey comes to town. All of a sudden, he's free again. You know, you might as well go out there and get him thrown in deals. Get him, you know, don't go out there and say, hey, I want Jeff Wilson. But you can get Jeff Wilson thrown in a deal. And down the stretch, we want as many running backs as possible. You know, we know last year that guys like Rashad Penny, Damian Harris, you know, there were so many guys that... Chuba Hubbard, Deontay Foreman, guys that were winning you championships that had no business being in there. So it was like stack up, get those running backs. Another awesome reason to have those high-end wide receivers because you can just start interchanging some of these running backs. So thanks again, guys, for tuning in and enjoy the process. Thanks, guys. Right. That was fun.